This is episode three of our series of podcasts for new business owners. I hope that you get some value with our conversation with Tammy Johnston. And if you've ever listened to any of the 120 plus episodes of the Weekly Wealth Podcast, and if you wondered what it might be like to work with me as your financial advisor, I have a really simple process. Go to www.weeklywealthpodcast.com and click on the Contact Us tab at the top. Uh, you can book a time and we can have a 30 30-minute conversation, whether it be by, by Zoom or in person if you're local, and we can talk about the 30,000-foot aspects of your financial situation, and we can decide if we are right fit and if there are some next steps to take. It really is that simple, and there is no cost for the call, and I hope that you enjoy this episode. This is the Weekly Wealth Podcast with certified financial planner, David Chuddick where we discuss the wealth building mindsets and tactics that can help you to build and maintain wealth for you, your family, and your business. Today on the podcast, we have Tammy Johnston of KSA Business. And uh, I wanted to do a series for new business owners. And Tammy works with individuals who are looking at starting businesses or individuals that are fairly new or the solopreneur phase of business ownership. And she helps them just to build the business of their dreams and to help them walk through all of the different challenges that business owners face. So, hey, Tammy, how are you? I am doing great. Looking forward to chatting today. I, me too. Me too. This is some stuff that I wish I would have uh, really mastered back when I started my business back in 2005. Um, I always say business ownership is it's an incredible journey, but um, you know, there's there's you kind of got to figure a lot of stuff up stuff out yourself or 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 get get help. So so we're going to try to provide a lot of help to people today who again are starting businesses, thinking about starting businesses, or are in, in the in the fairly new stages of owning a business. So we're going to jump right on in it because this is going to be really, really cool stuff. So what are a couple things that, that either potential business owners should avoid doing or what are some some similar challenges that that new business owners have that maybe someone like yourself can help them with so they can have a more profitable business, a more efficient business, and even more than that, like an easier, less stressful life because business ownership can be very stressful. Oh, that is very, very true. It, it is the most beautiful, wonderful thing to be doing, but it's also a lot of sleepless nights and and stress and cranky mm -hmm. moments because a lot of the time you're you're you are forced to learn things while you're in the arena doing battle. And that's, it's, it's quite challenging. And there's a reason why don't make it. And there's tons and tons of mistakes that people make, but there's, there's four big ones that I have seen over and over and over and over again, over the last, like I've been doing this for over two decades now. So had a bit of experience. Perfect. Perfect. So let's say that I work for a big company and I'm really, really good at my job. Um, that's kind of different than running my own business, right? I mean, is it, it's a whole different skill set, mindset, oh, and everything night else. Night and day, night and day. And I've I've had so many clients that I've worked with over the years that yeah, they started in the corporate world and they've got business degrees and all of this, and they're going, and then when I started my own business. Oh my goodness, I had no idea the stuff I did not know. So Other what are those some things that the new business owner needs to know? And what are some of the different skill sets 
that's kind of different between, you know, running David's small business or Tammy's small business versus Tammy being an executive in corporate America or corporate Canada. Corporate anywhere. That's corporate right. anywhere. Business is business is business. Doesn't matter where you are. Well, there, there's eight foundational pieces that you absolutely need to have in order to run a successful business. You need to have your mindset and goals because it's very different going from an employee to an entrepreneur. You need to have set up because when you are working as an employee, you have a job description and somebody else is telling you what you need to be doing. And there's other people that are looking after the other things. You need to have marketing. You need to have advisory team, like who is actually going to be helping you and are they competent, qualified, and actually on your team. Mm -hmm. You need to understand your financials. And having an accounting degree definitely is 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 a perk, but it does not give you the same skill set that you need to be an entrepreneur. You need to have systems because systems are what actually make it so that you have a business rather than a job that owns you. Mm-hmm. And then you need to have and understand cash flow and profit. You need mm-hmm. to have all eight of those pieces. And every entrepreneur comes in with having some of it. But I found that the four biggest ones that people have the biggest trouble with are the habits. Like when you're an employee, like you said, somebody else is telling you what to do. You've got your set hours, all of these things. When you set out to be an entrepreneur, you like we always hear the joke as an entrepreneur, you're 80, working 80 hours. You get to pick which 80 hours. Yep. Mm-hmm. But it's also what are you working on? in those hours and we will all naturally gravitate to the things that we like the things that we see the things that we are knowledgeable about but we'll leave out the stuff that we don't know don't like and those are the biggest things we need to be looking after so figuring out okay what do i need to be actually focusing on where does my attention energy and effort need to be going to be building stuff like there's a lot of people who start to start a business, I need to come up with the perfect logo and I need to figure out my my brand colors and and I need to put together this the, the really nice business card because it's more fun and it's visible, but they're leaving everything else behind and then they're wondering why it's not working for them. No, I, I totally, totally agree. And it's hard and it's easy, like you said, to, to kind of focus on the things that you like and the things where you feel like you're good at. But oftentimes the things maybe that you don't really love doing and, and maybe don't have the expertise... Uh, those are things that you neglect, and over time, neglecting those things, you know, can can put you in a hole. Whereas if you're in middle management in corporate America, you kind of have one area that you're that you're you know maybe maybe assigned to. And um, so human resources is a different department. If there's a human resource problem, you have human resources get involved. If your yep. computer breaks, you call IT, and there's an IT department they fix your computer. Uh, if the toilet backs up, there's a maintenance department they come do it. Well, guess what? In Tammy's little business, Tammy's handling all of that until her until her business has the resources to either outsource or hire people to handle those jobs. So, so it's, it's definitely, there's a lot, a lot um, to know as, as an entrepreneur as well. But what about marketing? I've always kind of looked at, you can be the, you can have the greatest product or service in the world, but if nobody's buying it from you, your business stops existing. So Mm -hmm. what, what do, um, what does the new business owner or someone who's thinking about owning a business, what do they need to be thinking about, or how should they be thinking about their marketing plans? right up front so they get it right well the big the first the first thing they need to be doing is figuring out okay 
who actually is their market? And I've come across so many when they're starting out going, okay, who do you serve? Like, who's going to be buying you? Everybody. The moment, anybody I talk to that says everybody, I'm going, oh my God, okay, we really need to work on this because there isn't anything other than like oxygen and water that's for everybody. So that's true. Who actually figuring out who actually is your market? Because one of the one of the great things in our modern world is you can really, really target the people that need, want your service. And if you don't, you're just going to be wasting so much time, effort and money trying to hit everybody in and finding the one or two out of a thousand that actually have an interest in what you're doing. And there's 29 basic ways to be marketing and you don't need to do all of them. And in fact, you don't, you shouldn't even be trying to do all of them. You need to pick two or three things that work for you and put together a marketing plan and consistently carry it out because that's the other thing that a lot of new businesses do because they're going i know i need to be bringing in clients i need to be bringing in the sales so i can be making the money and stuff so the one thing once and yeah. then okay that it didn't, didn't work, work. It had failed. Bring in yeah. thousands. exactly exactly and then they go try another one and then another one and they don't build up any traction your ideal client probably hasn't even seen you because mm -hmm. they haven't seen you enough consistently for them to even notice you when they're being hit with like literally millions of marketing messages a day. One of the things that I'd, I'd love kind of your opinion on this is I've always felt like most new business owners, they feel like they have to be the cheapest. And I hate the word cheap, first of all, because cheap is not a good word, but I feel like you, me, everybody in the world, we spend our resources where we see value. I don't know. Do you have the cheapest possible car that you can buy? No, you probably have, you know, within reason, a, 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 the nicest car that you can reasonably afford. So I think that trying to win the price battle almost, I think there's just always a perceived value with a higher price. And well, it's you, a race to the bottom. Worth, and what yeah. I've had to do with some of my clients, because they were, it's not even that they were trying to be the cheapest, but they're going, I can do this so much uh, cheaper and all of this stuff. And then they're wondering, how come nobody's nobody's buying? Well, one of the shortcuts we use as humans to determine if something has value is price. Mm -hmm. And if you're too low, they're going, well, there's obviously something wrong with it and there's no value to it. And yeah. I've literally had clients where I've sat down, done an evaluation and going, I'm doubling or tripling your prices. And as soon as we did that, their sales started to go through the roof. Perceived value. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because they were too cheap and that people thought cheap garbage. There's yep. no value. No question. And the other thing is if, if let's say I double my prices and now I'm making the same amount of revenue by serving half of the amount of clients, that means I have more time to dedicate to each client to give them a better experience. So they'll actually get a better value and, and a better experience and better service. So charging what you're worth. And it's hard because, you know, sometimes you're, we're, we're really tempted to say, I mean, I really need this, this, this sale. So I'm going to cut my price, but um, there, there's definitely a, a perceived um, perceived value. And, and I really implore business owners to, to come up with a price that 
I mean, we're in business to make a profit. So it has to be a dollar amount that you're charging for your good or service that allows you to make a profit. Um, so you can invest in the business and eat too, because eating and paying rent and mortgage is important as well. Well, if, if you're not making any money, you can't stay in business. Yep. And if you can't stay in business, you can have clients that absolutely love you, your regulars and stuff. But if you can't afford can no longer serve them so they've lost out as well and yep. and the price the price battle is just a race to the bottom and everyone loses so think about like all the name brand items that people tend to buy probably like the name brand that has the logo on it and the non-name brand it's probably made in the same factory in china and it's probably just about the same product but you slap the logo on it you slap a, a celebrity endorsement on it and you literally slap a a bigger price tag and and i you we all assume the more expensive one is better and it may or may not be so so just just look at your um, look at your prices and make sure that they're adequate and make sure that they are um, creating, uh, creating value as well. This is a good time to take a break from the podcast and remind you that if you've ever wondered what it might be like to work with me as your financial advisor, go to my website, www.weeklywealthpodcast.com. Click on the contact us button at the top of the page. That'll bring you to a page where you can access my schedule. We can schedule a 30 minute call. We can talk about some of the 30,000 foot aspects of your financial life. We can talk about some of the aspects of your financial life that are keeping you up at night and decide if we are a nice fit. And if we are, we can determine what our next steps are. And now back to the podcast. Well, they need, they need, they need to be fair. Mm -hmm. They need to be fair. And when I say fair, it's for everybody involved, mm -hmm. your suppliers, you, yep. your customers. And like you said, if you're, yes, you could win on the price battle for a very short while, but if you're not making enough money to be staying in business, everybody loses. So businesses have to get a lot of stuff done. And if you look at um, everything from the back office deals, business owners or their teams have to pay bills. They have to market. They have to have, uh, they have to contact customers. They have to handle complaints. And I think a lot of business owners, they just are like, yeah, well, I know how to do this. It's in my head. I know who to call if, uh, if there's a problem. Is is that a good idea? And and how oh, how should business owners think about that? That's that's definitely one of the biggest mistakes that I find people make. Is is yes, they're very good at what they do. I know how to do it. I know how to get a hold of the people and all of this stuff. So they do it all. I know what don't... the password for that site is. Yeah. <laughs> well, guess what? Everybody needs to know that password, or else they can't get into the site. Or I know how to fix this piece of equipment and all of these things, and. When that happens, yes, um, you do know it all. And that's, that is wonderful. But that means nobody else can help you. If anything happens to you, everything falls apart. You're going to be working 24 hours a day because you have to do everything. Um, you're going to start making mistakes because you're going to be overworked. And there's no consistent processes. It's just what's in your head. And when we're human, so therefore when we're tired or stressed or whatever, we're going to mess up. You need to be creating systems within your business. And when I talk systems in writing, or at least like videos and stuff like this, like there was years ago, I was working with a very good friend and client of mine, and he was running a very successful gym. And he was literally working like 18 to 20 hours a day. And I said, okay, let's talk about how you're doing things. And he says, well, I train people because he had lots of staff. 
and I trained them to fix this, but that person left and, and then another person came in and they were there for a while and it, because it's a major turnover business for staff. And I'm going, okay, well, where's your, where's your procedures? Oh, well, I just showed them how to do it. I said, well, then you're just creating another person. That's a problem. Yep. He said, put your GoPro on the one that you use when you're out doing your, your training put your GoPro on. And when you're mixing up the cleaning chemicals and you're working on the bike, just talk about what you're doing. That's a video that goes for training. And then it doesn't matter if it's Tracy working on the fixing the stationary bike or Joe or Jonathan, you have that and you don't yeah. have to keep doing it over and over and over again. Your training is there. And then if something changes, you just update it, you do it once and they can review it. And then it's not waiting for um, you to be back in three days for this piece of equipment to get fixed. Well, and let's look at uh, who benefits from that. So first of all, I, as the customer are going to benefit mm -hmm. because everybody's going to know how to fix the stationary bike. So I'm paying, you know, a membership fee so I can come in and ride the bike. Mm -hmm. Well, if only one person knows how to fix it and when it's broken, that person's not in, I don't get to use the bike. Mm -hmm. And then I eventually cancel my membership and, and revenues down. Um, but number two, the owner and benefits, when they get to the point to where they don't have to do anything. Now, I want to ask you about this. Do owners sometimes have like a weird, deeply rooted psychological need to like think that they're more important than they am? Like, ooh, only I know how to do that. And I'm so important. I have to work 23 and a half hours a day. And maybe sometimes they just need to let go because they're not that freaking important. Well, it's 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 an insecurity. Yeah. Some, mm -hmm. Sometimes, rarely is it an ego, but more, most of the time, it, I find that it's an insecurity. They're just worried and afraid. And and I know that the money comes in. I can afford to pay me because I have to. But if I start bringing on other people to be helping and stuff like that, what if I can't bring in the revenue and it's just cheaper and it's safer in order for me to just do it? Mm -hmm. And I'm going, when you create the systems in your business so that other people, or even even just for yourself, so that you're not having to reinvent the wheel each time. Like one of the things I have so many um, templates and stuff that I have created over the years with all the information. So I can do something in literally a fraction of the time. It took me more time to get the yeah. system set up to begin with, but now I can go really quickly and get stuff done. So then I can either spend more time marketing to be bringing in more revenue or I can relax and work on another project or just keep things going. I don't, I'm Or lazy. just like not work and like do yeah. stuff that you like outside of work because that's and a part of life money. also and still make money. So I love that. Um, interestingly, um, in my practice, I do, a, I, I work with businesses for exit planning and helping businesses to sell for, a, a, so I'm kind of working at the other end of the business lifestyle. A life cycle. But one of the major drivers of business value is how much does the, how necessary is the owner to the business? So if I were going to buy your business um, from you, let's say you own 10 restaurants mm -hmm. and I wanted to buy that from you. And, and my broker is negotiating with your broker and, and, and your broker tells my broker, you know what, Tammy went to Europe for two months, didn't check email and profit actually went up. I'm like, holy crap, I'll buy that business yep. because I don't need to be, but but if the opposite is happening, you know, Tammy literally can't take a day off. Uh, she sometimes is washing dishes. And it's not that the business owner is ever too good to wash dishes. But if you're doing that all the time, there's that's a problem. Mm -hmm. um, and, 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 and Tammy has post-it note, computer passwords all over her. I'm not buying that 
business for a premium price because it's not well um, number one it isn't a business it's not a business yeah (laughs) it's not a business it's just i'm taking on your 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 stress and why in the world would i do that right absolutely absolutely so let's look at um kind of the, the last mistake and i always say that business is very simple it's a math equation uh it just is and and it's not all about the money but it is because with without the money component of it, we could all find something else to do. So the the money part of it, kind of bookkeeping and financial, especially for new business owners, you have an interesting take on it. And it's a little bit different than what mine was, but I kind of like yours. So how, how should bookkeeping and like daily financial management of business, you know, accounts, payables, receivables, and all that, how should that be handled, especially in the beginning stages of a new business? Well, with all of my clients, I absolutely insist that they do their own bookkeeping for the first six months to a year. Wow. I want them playing in the nitty gritty of their numbers and getting familiar. And I don't want them just using like there's so many apps where you can take your cell phone and I'll take the picture of the receipt or the bill and it will put it all into my 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 QuickBooks or whatever program I'm using. No, I want the manual entering and things like that because it slows them down and it forces them to take a look at things and it's a little bit on the boring side which is beautiful because that forces your brain to be asking different questions Mm -hmm. and yes we need to be making a profit and that's a simple like red or black number but there's so many stories that your numbers can be telling you to help your business grow. So for example, um, I had a client that opened a tea shop, had his business open at certain times. And when I'm working with like retail and things like that, I will actually have them track their cash flow on an hourly basis. So he opened his tea shop at nine o'clock in the morning and he was open until like six o'clock at night. And when we started tracking his cash flow, we're going, okay, well, how could we notice that the cash register basically didn't ring until 11 o'clock in the morning. And then there would be a little rush and then it would slow down for a little bit. And then he would get really, really busy at about two o'clock and again, about four o'clock. And I'm going, okay, well, number one, we need to be adjusting your hours or what are you going to be doing during those hours when things are quiet and not? But most importantly, why is your cash register yep. ringing at those times? What's yeah. going on? Well, we fa- we figured out that there was a parking garage and there was a big office building where they were doing um, training massage therapists. They had a like a massage college, whatever you want to call it. What was happening is at 11 o'clock, the people were parking in the parkade. They were going past his shop going, okay, I'm going to get myself a tea or something before I go to class. Then they're going to class and then others would hit him on the way back. And I'm going, okay, so this is important knowledge that Mm -hmm. you've seen because you're watching when not just how like how much am I making overall for the day, but when, okay, how can we better market? Is there something else going on in that building where we could be offered? Should I be putting up flyers in that building or going around and door knocking or offering a frequent flyer card or something like that to be bringing in more people. But when you're actually seeing those numbers and like I said, it's the boring stuff. Like you're literally going through the cash receipts and going, okay, what's not just, what can I do to be bringing in more business when it's quiet, 
but what is causing the cash register to ring? And then how can I better help those people and find more of them? And you only get that mm -hmm. when you're in the nitty gritty. And then when you're more established and you actually are hiring a bookkeeper and stuff like that, you can ask much more intelligent questions. And the number one thing that I find people want to do, the first job that they abdicate, and I say abdicate because, oh, somebody else is looking after it and I don't want to have anything whatsoever to do with it, unless, of course, I'm making millions and then I want to hear about that because that's positive, Right, is right. the bookkeeping. Yeah. And they're missing so much valuable and interesting and creative information. Yeah. You got to know what's going on with the business for sure. And I like, I like that approach to, to know, you know, know your numbers, know where there's money leaving, know where there's money coming in. But like you said, in this case, kind of know when the money's coming in and, and see if you can make, make some, some plans around it. So, well, yeah. So that is, why? It's not why? just when, yeah. why? Yeah. yeah and then exactly. how could like, what am I missing out on? Or how can, how can I better take advantage of this? It gets you asking, much more important questions where if you're just looking at the bottom numbers, yes, those are important, but that's just, that's the tip of the iceberg. I want to see the iceberg because the yep. iceberg is either going to make me or sink me. And I don't want to be the Titanic. So here on the weekly wealth podcast, I, I kind of call us, we're a financial planning podcast that doesn't necessarily talk about traditional financial planning topics all of the time. So we're not always talking about where the market's going, things like that, but we are bringing people like you on that can really help a business owner's financial uh, position because by running a better business, avoiding mistakes, knowing your numbers, all of these things, uh, you you run a better business, which ultimately needs that you're going to need me more because you're going to have more profit to deal with and, and need to come up with retirement plans, things like that. And also in your case, um, if, if there's someone who's in an employee situation and if they're thinking about owning a business, there's a whole lot of problems and mistakes that you can help uh, future business owners to avoid. So, so if anybody's thinking like, why the heck do we have like a business startup and solopreneur coach on a financial planning process, uh, podcast, that's why, because I want to bring resources to business owners um, and, an, and individuals that can enhance their financial position. And then of course, as a traditional financial planner, I work, work through the, the financial planning process and I can help uh, individuals and business owners with all of the different issues, estate planning, investment planning, retirement planning, education planning, all of those things to make sure that they have a plan for each area of their financial life. So before we wrap it up, I'm going to put you on the spot with a question that I didn't tell you I was going to ask you because I'm just mean like that. And I do like putting people on the spot. But um, but as the Weekly Wealth Podcast, we talk about the mindsets, the tactics, and the strategies that help you to build and maintain wealth. So Tammy Johnston, tell me what your definition of wealth is. What does wealth mean to you, to your family, and in your life? Oh, I love that question. And yeah, that's definitely one that puts me on the spot. For for me, wealth is having freedom and control. I always joke, I've been running my own business for over 21 years now, and I'm going, I am a thousand percent unemployable. Like I could never work for another person or company again. And I was headhunted for years and I just kind of laugh. And even when um, I was building my business and I wasn't, I was, I was going through those financial struggles and stuff. I'm going, I know what I can build and I am 
I am not going to have somebody else in control of what I'm doing, where I'm doing it, how I'm spending my time, how much money I can make. Like, I love being able to go on vacation when I want and I don't need to ask anybody. Um, if when when I was raising my daughter, she's 20 now and in university and stuff, but if, if she needed a, a field trip volunteer or pizza mom or something like that, I could do it. Yep. My husband got very, very sick in 2012 and I almost lost him. And we spent five weeks in the hospital and I was able to work my life and my business around that. And I'm going, how do people in normal worlds, like jobs, how would they deal with something sure. like that? Absolutely. So Absolutely. for me, wealth is like, yes, money is definitely a nice thing. It allows us to um, enjoy the finer things and have, have more of the security. But if all you have is money, you don't have wealth. Mm -hmm. You need to have you need to have the relationships. You need to have the freedom. You need to have the time. You need to have your own personal health. I've seen so many people that they're financially successful, but they're working and so stressed and their relationships are falling apart. And they're like one bad day away from a heart attack and yep. die. Yep. yep. It has to be the whole encompassing picture. Absolutely. Absolutely. So someone who, who is maybe thinking about, you know, I'd like to start my own business or someone who's thinking about, holy crap, I started my own business. And that was a big mistake because I'm screwing it up. If any of those two type of people would like to connect with you, how do they find you so they can maybe have a chit chat with you? Well, the best way to find me is through my website, which is ksabusiness.ca. And the KSA stands for kick some ass because I am the hold your hand and kick your ass business. I like coach. it. Um, I, I say my favorite people, I love all of them, but my favorite people are the praying for the pink slip crowd because mm -hmm. they know that they want to get out, but they, they're just, they're just hoping to have that nice package and they want to get things set up so that when they are lucky enough to get that pink slip, they could just hit the ground running and save themselves a lot of the grief. So I love the praying for the pink slip crowd. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So if talking to Tammy uh, sounds like something that's interesting to, interesting to you, go to ksabusiness.ca. Uh, there's a meet Tammy tab. You could uh, set up a a time to, to chat and just you know see if there are some next steps, but it doesn't hurt to talk. But if you're thinking about going into business, don't do it yourself. Um, there are people that have done it before, and um, there's a lot of common mistakes, and you can save yourself a lot of headaches by um, working with Tammy or someone like Tammy. Tammy, I appreciate your expertise and your energy. I mean, you're clearly very passionate about what you're doing and, and, and helping people. Just hope that anybody who's who's feeling like they want to avoid some headaches or eliminate some headaches gives uh, uh, reaches out to you. So any, any last parting thoughts be, before we call it an episode? Starting a business can be one of the absolute best things that you can do. Let's make it easier and let's drastically improve your odds for success. The information contained herein, including but not limited to research, market valuations, calculations, estimates, and other material obtained from Parallel Financial and other sources are believed to be reliable. However, Parallel Financial does not warrant its accuracy or completedness. The materials are provided for informational purposes only. It should not be used or construed as an offer to sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy any security. Past performance is not indicative of future results.